Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. I'm going to take you on a little theater of the mind today. Let's go 47 years ago. Take your mind far, far away. You're in the chapel of a convent. Bishop's there. Some other pilgrims are there. Consecrated nuns in their habits are there. You're there for Mass. The statue of Our Lady that was made particularly for the convent from a solid piece of wood depicts Our Lady with the cross. A unique depiction of Our Lady. Peculiar. Peculiar for the age. And it's not that we should be here in the month of September with Our Lady of Sorrows. It's not a novel idea, but it was unique. A new depiction. But one not at odds with tradition. So you're at Mass. I'm just the early 70s. Think light wood paneling on the walls, stuff like that. And the bishop's there. The other people are there. One of the nuns gasps. The bishop looks. The wooden statue has developed a cross-shaped wound on its hand. It just suddenly happened. The palm of the hand, it's the two lines forming a cross, in the middle of which a wound deep that appeared to be deep enough almost to go all the way through the hand, about the size on the statue of a sewing needle. And you saw it bleeding. You would see blood ooze from the wound, fall off the hands, and never hit the floor. The bishop's there. Other people are there. Everybody sees it. It goes on for months. This time of year, as a matter of fact, it keeps going. People look at it, inspect it. It's blood. And it's coming from the statue of Our Lady. It's coming from a cross-shaped wound in her hand that formed. Everybody can see it. Everybody can inspect it. The bishop, the nuns, you, me, the other pilgrims that are there, we're all amazed. We can't figure out why the blood's not staining the floor. It never really hit the ground. We all know it's there. Then, on September 29th, 1973, the wound disappears and the statue begins to perspire. But the smell of the perspiration exuded from the statue from September 29th to October 15th smelled of roses, lilies, violets, and all such blossoms. What would you do if you were there? You say, oh, that doesn't mean anything. Now, you'd wonder, wouldn't you? And the bishop's there. The other people are there. The nuns are there. Then, let's say you heard about when it all began. And you heard about one of the nuns with their hands clutched. The bishops of the land had just recently ordered communion in the hand. One of the nuns, that same day, 
what wasn't really known to the bishop or anybody else yet, had seen from the Holy Eucharist a dazzling light, and angels admiring our Lord present there in the Blessed Sacrament. Think of Fatima for a moment. Fatima began with the children in St. Michael and the angels adoring our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. Here in this convent, this nun was experiencing something very similar. But the nuns had done what the bishops had requested. They began receiving Holy Communion in the hand until this one day. The bishops report to Cardinal Ratzinger at the time, I'll read exactly what happened that you didn't see. You saw the statue bleeding. Little did you know at Mass, this happened. Mass started a little after five. Just as Sister sister was renewing her vows, I'm going to leave her name out for a minute, my hand started to ache almost unbearably. I almost screamed. It was bleeding and ached just as if someone had pierced my palm all the way to the back with a nail. I tried with my whole strength to bear it. My forehead was in a greasy sweat. At that moment, clinging to Our Lady's medal, I prayed, Mary, help me. I tried to endure the pain by thinking of the sufferings of Jesus on the cross. This all took place in just a short time, but when I was bearing the pain, it seemed like a very long time. I cannot forget it. At Holy Communion, everyone received in their hands, but since I could not open my palm because of the pain, I received on the tongue so that happened you didn't know it you just saw this strange thing happen with the statue of our lady bleeding wouldn't you be praying to our lady asking her what does it mean what if you were this nun with the sudden wound that came up she was praying as the night went on a couple of the sisters helped her regauze your hand she woke up from the pain and a beautiful creature appeared to her She thought it looked like her sister. And when she called her sister's name, shook its head and said side to side as if to say no and told her, I'm the one entrusted to you. I'm with you at all times. It was her guardian angel. The guardian angel pointed her hand and said, your wound is not as deep or painful as the one in our lady's hand. In other words, the angel was saying that her wound was similar to the one in Our Lady's hand. And we come to find out, the angel brings her to the chapel in front of the tabernacle where she encounters Our Lady. And I'm giving you the events at Our Lady of Akita. You might have known a lot of this. You might not have. But this aspect of it is just like Fatima. The way this unrolls to Sister Sasagawa, who is a Buddhist convert, really doesn't know much of these things, but converts, you know, learns the faith, becomes a consecrated nun, lives a devout religious life, and is learning more of these things in obedience, is just doing what the Japanese bishops had said. Here comes Our Lady and says, this is bad. This is bad because it harms our son, her son, our Lord Jesus Christ. People 
are neglecting the Blessed Sacrament. And this practice of communion in hand is not right. There's a lot of, I've talked about the messages of Akita numerous times. Last week, we had Father Michelli talking about the nature of private revelations. And he brought up that the miracle of the sun had been there and had been predicted. And people could go and observe it. And what I've told you tonight, today, on the Feast of Our Lady Ransom, just days before the Feast of St. Michael, but it was this time of year that's happened during the statue. What would you do? Would you just say, oh, oh, that, that can't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. Our Lady Vakita pointedly emphasized many aspects of Fatima. Recall at Fatima the prayers that the angel taught the children to do penance for the sacrileges and neglect of our Lord, pre- truly present in the Blessed Sacrament. Here's her guardian angel and the Blessed Mother coming to this on the other side of the world. In Japan, in Akita, bringing up our Lord's presence in the Blessed Sacrament and that these things, the mistreatment and the neglect and the inattentiveness to our Lord's presence there brought great offense to our Lord. Never mind the blasphemies and the other things and the mishandling of our Lord or the nonchalance with which people handle the Blessed Sacrament in a way that you know they don't believe that's our Lord's precious body and blood or they wouldn't be handling it the way they are. Well, here we are in the middle of coronavirus. The government tells us to wash our hands. I remember back in March, I talked about it. Uh, in my prediction, I, I hate it that my prediction was right. If you look at masses online, you see that the holy water fonts really have been replaced with hand sanitizers. And then when you see people going to communion in these masses online, it, it really is what I sarcastically projected is has been done where you see people and they go up and they go to the mechanical hand sanitizer and it's makes no sense why have several extra touch points to our lord if we're worried about being sanitary why have those hands that were all over the pews all over the clothes all over everything touching our lord when it could be just the, the host itself right on the tongue, nothing else touching it. I'm bringing it up, though, both because it was this time of year when the statue was bleeding and it was tied to St. Michael, just like Fatima. The wound would disappear on that statue on his feast day. And when we, the messages of Fatima, fire from heaven, the devil entering the church, bishop against bishop. We have two weapons, Our Lady said. The rosary, which you say your rosary every day, right? Sounds a lot like Fatima. Our Lady wants us to be praying the rosary in reparation. Let's just go for the quote real quick. 
As I told you, if men do not repent and better themselves, the Heavenly Father will inflict a great punishment on all humanity. It will definitely be a punishment greater than the deluge, such as never been seen before. Fire will plunge from the sky and a large part of humanity will perish. The good as well as the bad will perish, sparing neither priests nor the faithful. The survivors will find themselves plunged into such terrible hardships that they will envy the dead. The only arms which will remain for you will be the rosary and the sign left by my son, the Blessed Sacrament. Each day recite the prayers of the rosary. With the rosary, pray for the bishops and priests, the work of the devil infiltrated into the church. One will see cardinals opposing cardinals, bishops confronting other bishops. The priests who venerate me will be scorned and condemned by their confreres. We're living it. We're here. But I did this today, not only to iron this in, but to ask for you for prayers. Recently, and I've waited long enough so that it would be enough time that if anybody was even aware to trace my whereabouts, they wouldn't know where this happened. But I'm at a mass, and I thought this was interesting. The priest and the, there was a permanent deacon at this mass. They were going to distribute communion. And the priest said, one line will be for people who wish to receive on the tongue, the other line for on the hand. Now, there's a lot of reasons this is intriguing to me. I'm like, why not just do everybody on the tongue? Why do we need two lines anyway? Um, but there were nuns there in habit. The rosary's hanging on the side. Um, not going to say much else about them. I really don't want to make it possible to figure out who these are. I will say this. This was not at Casa Maria. It's not Sister Rita's order. This was somewhere else. So most people... Given this was a weekday mass, it probably won't surprise me. Most of the people that were at mass went to the communion of tongue line. That was also the priest. I was amazed when I saw the nuns going to the deacon to receive communion on the hand. I, You know, when I was younger, I'd probably react differently to this, but I just thought, oh my gosh, they just don't know. If you knew what happened at Akita and you knew that was Our Lady, could you? And it, that happened in a convent with nuns in habit. Needless to say, I, I did say my rosary and uh, pray for those nuns. And I'm asking you to pray for them too. If 47 years ago, that was bad enough to provoke Our Lady to give the message of Akita the bleeding wound on the statue, the statue that gave tears 101 times that were studied by all kinds of university professors and the samples of the tears are still there. But the message that Our Lady gave, that of her guardian angel and this other material, it means something. And it's consistent with the teaching of our church and the traditions of our church and the method of distributing communion. 
It shouldn't be on the hand. And why this still goes on and why we have now a time when there's a reason not to do it with the coronavirus, we shouldn't be distributing communion hand, period. But then to claim that this is actually more sanitary is insane. It's just literal insanity. Okay, no, off my thing. Pray your rosary. Think of the two weapons. And I bring up that part because I thought, okay, I, I don't know that my rosary is enough for this, but this is, I, when I saw it and compared it in my mind, I can't imagine what the angels saw when they see nuns inhabit going to receive communion in the hand, and it's 47 years after Akita. I just obviously we have to do what our lady said and pray in reparation. I want to bring something else up though, because this communion hand thing, I just can't shut up about it because it blows my mind. It seemed like we were further along on this topic in the nineties than we are today. People just don't care. I don't know if they don't know or they just don't care. So we have to bring it up. We have to tell them we have to pray our rosaries. <laughs> A little more theater of the mind. 1928. Young uh, Japanese seminarian is in Rome. Happens to meet Maximilian Kolbe. He encourages Maximilian Kolbe to come to Japan. Interesting connection, right? We all know that Maximilian Kolbe ultimately did that that young Japanese seminarian would ultimately become Cardinal Joseph Asajiro Sadawaki of Nagasaki. It's a small world sometimes in, in, in Our Lady's hands, isn't it? I have a letter from Cardinal Sadawaki to Mr. Masahiro Tomonari. He was a parishioner in Fujieda, near there. He's writing is shortly after John Paul II's late 70s. This cardinal speaking. I've been recommending that lay Catholics in Nagasaki receive the Holy Eucharist on their tongues. I'm aware that Pope John Paul II also wants lay Catholics throughout the world to receive the Holy Eucharist on their tongues. Now, cardinal tells us what he sees of this. Five years. Five years after the Japanese conference said this. Communion on the hand appears to be hampering the influx of God's blessings into souls. This has, in turn, triggered a sharp decline in the number of priestly vocations and ordinations to the Catholic priesthood in Japan. Just as it has in Germany, which has also introduced the practice of communion on the hand extensively. Now, smart cardinal. He recognized the holiness and sanctity of Maximilian Kolbe in 1928. Our Lady made him cardinal of Nagasaki, which is where Kolbe came. He sees communion in the hand. Obviously, Kolbe inspired a lot of connection to Our Lady. And he could recognize how bad communion in the hand was and see its effects. Pray your rosary. St. Maximilian Kolbe, pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. Pray for those nuns. I, I just can't, I can't get that picture out of my mind. Here you have nuns, you know, 
Where do you see nuns in habits today? But to do that, I mean, okay, maybe they, maybe they felt bad. Maybe they were like, well, okay, this line, there's less people in it. That's not a reason. It's not a reason. It doesn't please our Lord. Communion in hand is bad. As Father Hardin said, anything you can do to stop communion in hand will be blessed by God. Seems like an odd thing to bring up in the middle of all of the problems we have today, but I just think it's right on the target with Our Lady of Akita. Let's pray a Hail Mary together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Akita, pray for us. What do you think of communion in the hand? Can you ignore Our Lady of Akita? If you believe that that is the real presence of our Lord, body, blood, soul, and divinity, why do you think it's okay to receive him in the hand? Why do, when we're told to wash our hands, to be clean, to be safe, why, why would they think it's safer and more hygienic during this pandemic? So what do you think? I think God, I'm going to go right out there. Ever since it's kind of clicked in my head about the real presence, no more, uh-uh, uh-uh. I mean, because that happened when I was a kid, and it kind of clicked out. I, I got out of that pretty fast. Once you realize what the Blessed Sacrament is, I mean, as an altar server, boy, we weren't even allowed touching those sacred vessels. You had to use a purificator, or you had to have something between the skin of your hand in that sacred vessel because your hand is not consecrated. And if you watch these lay people with the sacred vessels these days, I mean, they treat them like, you know, party trays. We need to pray in reparation as our lady asked us, or Lord have mercy on us. These things are terrible. But I mean, why is it? It's nothing that's talked about. You see it come up every once in a while. It goes through kind of like the internet circuit and then it kind of disappears again because the internet circuit's not the place for this stuff. They're into pop fads. They're into whatever gets everybody's tingles and, and jumps each day. And they're into the being shocked. You know, as well as I do, that's not really, you know, the storms. Think of the storm and the, our, the, our Lord sleeping through the storm on the boat. We can't sleep through this, but I think it's a storm that everybody's ignoring. Well, not everybody. I know a number of you that listen, think the same way. I'm just not sure. Apart from doing what Our Lady asked, what are we supposed to do about this? Pray for those nuns. Pray for the problem in general. But I just can't get over. Among everything else, it's like, how could they get this wrong? The Lord sends a thing where your hands could like make you sick. And they're saying, oh, you have to receive communion in the hand. That's happened in a number of dioceses. Idiots. Idiots. What else do you say about that? It's just lunacy. Oh, well. You've been listening to the Bellarmine Forum podcast. Let me know in the comments on the podcast. Send me, send me a note. Let me, tell me what you think. John, you, you're cooked up. I don't think I am. 
that just really broke my heart to see these nuns inhabit. They're trying to like be, you know, traditional religious. Get something so fundamental, so wrong. I just don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand how that could happen. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, blessed mother. So you tell me, crazy? Am I crazy or what? You've been listening to the Bellarmine Forum podcast, a production of the Bellarmine Forum, underwritten by an anonymous donor who asks you to say your rosary every day. This show's copyrighted 2020 Bellarmine Forum, founded as the Wander Forum Foundation in 1965 on the heels of Vatican II to be a faithful and reliable witness to the truth of the Catholic faith. The show's distributed for the greater glory of God and the honor of his blessed mother. Amen.